It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What up, y'all? Big Bo gets the call to the hall. I'll tell you what it means, what I think it means to him, what I know it means to the fans, and hopefully some other future Jaguars. We'll talk about it today here on a Friday and a weekend edition of Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, good people? We thank you here on Locked on Jaguars for making us your first listen every single day because it's your team every day here on Locked on Jaguars. And I got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Take a deep breath. Take a sigh. Take a sigh of relief. Have a shot of your favorite beverage. Do whatever it is that makes you happy because we have reason to celebrate. One of our own is getting the ultimate football award, and his name is Tony Baselli. Big Bo, number 71, as we so affectionately love and call him, has been called to the Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, I heard him say that he got him. Let me fix my do here, my wig. My bonnet came off. Look, I heard he said that he was at his friend's. He's at a friend's house, uh, and Anthony Munoz showed up with members of uh, a crew of NFL Network people, and uh, his wife Angie knew for 10, 10 days and didn't tell her. But we all suspected that it would eventually happen. Uh, Big Bo was absolutely a destroyer on the football field, even though his football career was shortened by a bad shoulder injury. There's no doubt about it what his friends and his peers in the league thought about him. And I think that we need to pay more attention to what the peers think about these guys that need to get into the NFL. Because if they did, if they did that, there'd be two more Jaguars following right behind Tony. We'll talk about that in segment two. But good for him. Kudos to him. He's always been super, super classy about uh, not getting in. But look, let me tell you something. To be acknowledged, to be ultimately acknowledged by your peers and those people who played the game, it took a little while. Took a little while, like Richard Pryor told, said on Harlem Nights. Took a little while, but it finally happened. Well, it finally happened for Tony Baselli, and we here at Locked On Jaguars want to extend a healthy congratulations to him and his entire family. He's a real, real good dude, man. Anytime I've ever been around him, he's always been uh, very gracious and treated me uh, like one of the guys, and I, and I think that's very, very important. But on the field, six foot seven, what did he go? I don't want to give him any extra weight. I think he was like three twenty three. Had the athleticism of a small forward in basketball, uh, had the nasty streak, but then off the field, he was a gentle giant, you know, who walked by his faith and loved his family. So uh, he's a he's a hell of a representative for the Jacksonville Jaguars to go into the Hall of Fame uh, and be the first guy taken in. Um, first guy picked for the franchise, too. So uh, all of that stuff goes a long way. There's not one person you will ever find that will tell you that really knows football, that Tony Baselli was not the greatest uh, offensive lineman maybe of his generation. Now, I will share this with you. Only I'll share – I think I've told you all this before. 
uh tony and i back in the day did uh i was doing some radio shows with him he was at the time he was on with frank uh, frangy in the morning this was way before 1010xs on a whole nother channel and uh i think frank was on vacation for like two weeks and i was over with tony and we were off the off the record we were talking about how good walter jones was and i just said hey how good is he compared to you and i promise you tony looked dead at me and goes oh he's better than me i said wait a minute better than you now because you haven't played in a while he said no he, he's better than me better than i was and i was like really i was shocked because normally guys like that don't think anybody is better than him unless they are right and as walter jones pr career progressed you found out the dude i think i think i'm i'm, I'm not mistaken. he was like he only had he got called for nine penalties his entire career nine i think that's the number unreal 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 that we've had a chance to see those two guys jonathan ogden orlando pace willie rofe i saw anthony munoz too so i've seen some really really good left tackles and one of our own here in jacksonville is one of them i gotta give a quick shout out to to leroy butler lead 36. uh i know he's a green bay packer but he he's a duvalian he was born here in jacksonville personal story i know him a little bit uh he probably knows me more about facial recognition than my name but uh leroy graduated a year prior to me uh at a school you know i went to the old forest which is now west side high and he went to the old robert e lee which is riverside and the proximity of the schools is probably seven eight miles at the most but he was just he was like when i was in high school i was 147 pounds soaking wet like like right that's like 130 pounds ago leroy butler in high school was about the same size he is right when he played so to a little scrawny kid looking up at this other guy going he looks like a grown man and is that a mustache yeah he, he's always been that guy always been that dude little do people know he averaged 10 yards a carry as a, as a running back so not too much time spent on a guy who didn't play for the jaguars here or locked on jaguars but a quick shout out and kudos to him we know a lot of the same people and i wanted to say that i was glad that he made it uh, name a couple of safeties from jacksonville how about brian dawkins and Leroy butler is that any good yeah so we're putting out a lot of talent around here we finally got us uh we got, we got Leroy in from jacksonville but we also got the jacksonville jaguar the first pick of the jacksonville jaguar really the face guy was voted the best player ever to be honest i, I voted for jimmy if, if i didn't officially vote for jimmy but jimmy's always been the guy that i thought was a little bit different and i thought fred and tony were like 2a and 2b and and, and that's not shaking a stick because in the second segment i'm going to talk about those two guys i'm going to talk about whether it's right or wrong what baselli's induction or future induction means uh for those two players and i'm going to tie it in a little bit to why it's important for this organization to get it right on the field consistently over a long period of time so that we don't have to go through this again there's no reason you should have to ever be lobbying and damn near begging anybody to put Tony Baselli, Jimmy Smith, and Fred Taylor in the Hall of Fame. But a lot of that has to do with the lack of success that the franchise had. So we're going to talk about in the next segment what Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence and that crew can do to help. Uh, that's not the goal. The goal is to win a championship. But a byproduct of winning the championship is you don't have to go through stuff like this and guys don't have to wait 
to be acknowledged for their lifelong achievements the way Tony was. So we'll talk about that. Segment three is going to be me doing this for you. I'm going to put on my Locked On NFL hat, which I host every Wednesday. And what I'm going to do is run through uh, my Super Bowl matchups, the things that I think you should look for. I'm going to give a prediction, and I'm going to even give a score. So I'm going to put my stuff on the line that you can all rewind come Sunday night or Monday morning and go, either Wig was a genius, which I hear quite often from a lot of you guys, or Wig was dead wrong. He didn't have a clue as to what he was talking about. So we're going to do all of that here for you today. Here on Locked On Jaguars, I want you guys to hang in there with me as I let you know about a couple of our friends. And one of them, of course, is Get Upside. You've heard me talk about this wonderful app. It's incredible. And everyone who buys gas needs to know about it. Get Upside is the app. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or on Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get gas, get cash back using the GetUpside app. Just download the app for free and use, once again, the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. A lot of people are going, man, that ain't a whole lot. It's free. What are you talking about at a whole lot? Somebody gives you $300 at the end of the year. Ain't you going to be happy? I would be. So get that cash back and you can get it added right to your account. You just cash out at any time uh, to your bank, PayPal, or your e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and make sure you use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to start saving money on your gas right away. All right, man, I'm going to tell you too about Bet Online. Bet Online is the place you need to go to make sure you make your wages for the big game and for any other thing. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march through the playoffs right to that game that's coming up here in a couple of days. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops. Big trade yesterday. A couple of them. We're going to see how it turns out. NHL, boxing, big fights coming up here pretty soon. UFC, all the live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is where the game starts. And you guys start here every day with me making Locked on Jaguars your first listen. You will greatly appreciate it, and I'm going to remind you, you don't have to pay for it. It's free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast. And make sure you uh, subscribe to the YouTube page as well and check that out. Uh, once again, not to bear the leave, uh, Tony Baselli was named to uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I felt like LeBron James when I found out it's about damn time. He absolutely deserves it. He's a winner on the field, off the field, a uh, staple and a great guy in the Jacksonville community. And uh, we couldn't have done any better than to have Tony Baselli be the guy who breaks the ice and kicks that door down. And I mentioned kicking the door down, right? Jimmy and Fred should be in the Hall of Fame. They should have been in the Hall of Fame based on their own merit and their own credentials. But sometimes when you're a different city, you need little things to happen for you. And one of those things that happened for us is that Tony Baselli now has opened the door and cracked the door to that entire era. And people might want to pay closer attention to their stats. I'm going to mention it 
really, really briefly here before I get on how important it is for the new Jaguars regime and the new host of Jaguars uh, that they play more consistently and, and make the Jaguars somewhere where people really, really want to watch and come and play because that's going to boost the profile so guys won't have to go through this in the future. But for me, when a guy averages 4.6 yards a carry for his career and on eight different seasons has a minimum of 4.6 yards per carry, what's the problem? And you can't say, oh, I was a product of the system. No, he's 6'1 and a half, 228 pounds, and he ran a sub 4'4", maybe even a sub 4'3", 340. Don't tell me that Fred Taylor shouldn't be a Hall of Famer because he absolutely should, and his court is getting on my nerves. So I'm going to move this over here. Uh, shout out to all y'all that see me uh, maneuvering on YouTube. But, uh, yeah, Jimmy Smith, I believe it's 10 1,000-yard receiving seasons. I did not stutter. I believe he has 10, if I'm not mistaken, and I depend on independent recollection of all of these stats. So if I'm wrong, you can fact check me. But even if you fact check me, I'm going to be close enough that it still uh, resonates. 10. I think Andre Johnson has nine or and, and Larry Fitzgerald has seven. And at one point, if you would see, this is the thing that, that this is why I say people who play need to, have more of an impact because some media they depend on other members of the media to tell them what's going on some members of the media and some writers they depend on only on what they see it's sort of like the bias that exists in in college football where you can you can't get a lot of the writers and the voters who are on the east coast to even name half the guys in the starting lineup on west coast teams they can name everybody that starts for the worst team in the southeastern conference that's just the way it goes and it's a shame that guys having their careers properly acknowledged depends on uh, whether or not someone was up, uh, you know, smart or, or, or up on enough to really make a, a, a conscious and, and good decision. But these guys deserve to be in at some point. If you would have dropped someone in from Mars and say between let's go halfway between 96 and 2006, and let's just go 2001, 2002, 2003 right somewhere up in there and somebody comes from mars and you drop them down in the middle of uh sunday football and they go all right right now name me the five best running backs in the league or the five best wide receivers in the league jimmy and fred would have got a lot of votes and that was a golden era a golden era of 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 players from randy moss to uh, terrell owens and even before that to chris carter michael irvin these guys were in the mix Fred, LaDainian Tomlinson said Fred was a guy he watched all the time. It was like his idol. So he's right there. He's got an Adrian Peterson body, and he's right there averaging 4.6 yards of carry. It's unbelievable to me that they're not in. But here's where the onus falls on. It falls on, one, the people that vote. It falls on the process. But now it also falls on the organization. Because if you had been better, and if you had been a constant staple in the playoffs, for more of those guys' careers, they would have been acknowledged sooner. See, we have to give we have to give a booster chair. Shout out to booster chairs. I got one over there. See, when little short people come in to the barbershop, shout out to short people. I'm not picking at you. I'm just stating facts. But when little short people come into the barbershop and I don't want to hurt my back bending over because I've been doing it for 30 years or my chair that I have to boost up, the higher you boost it up, 
the more wear and tear you have on it, even though I got a big, beautiful chair. Shout out to big, beautiful barber chairs. I have to use a booster seat to balance everything out, okay? So Jacksonville, the team, the organization, the coaching staff, the new players, y'all got to give a booster seat to those people that are short here that cannot help themselves when it comes to voting for stuff that they probably shouldn't be voting for. See, we got to give them uh, jumper cables. We have to give them uh, – never mind. Anyway, they have a dysfunction, and the their dysfunction is they're falling a little short, if you get me. So when, when, when you work that way, we got to give them a boost, all right? And the boost we have to give doesn't come with a prescription, and it's not blue. Here's the boost we give them. We just have to be good. We have to play in the playoffs, and we have to be relevant, and we have to contend for championships not once, not every blue moon, but consistently be knocking on the door and in the minds and the hearts of people from around the country that otherwise wouldn't pay any attention to Jacksonville as a city. That's how we prevent this. Had the Jaguars continued with that momentum that they had under Tom Coughlin and had been more. Now I know if you go back and look at from like 96 to 06, the success that they had that we all poo pooed, we would beg for it now because we have been atrocious. God awful at playing football for the last decade. Right? So, relatively that was that was like being of 60s green bay packers back then compared to right now but that's not enough what we have to do especially since we have trevor lawrence and especially with this new coaching staff that has now looked like they're going to insulate him they got four assistants that used to be quarterbacks at some point in their career so this is all about him this is all about giving him the support and all of the things that he needs they got uh cap space draft picks and then to me they have a guy in Doug Peterson that I think knows how to get it done uh, because he comes from good, a good tree and he's already a Super Bowl champion. If you're consistent and, 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 and if you're exciting and if you're good and if you get to the point where you're so good that you're polarizing that some people love you and some people hate you, that's when the attention comes on the franchise and people pay more attention to the individual uh, efforts of the players on the team. So it's hard in a team sport to worry or to publicly do what I'm doing now. And that is verbally petitioning for people to uh, understand what the team success does for the individual. But even when Doug Peterson took the job and urban Meyer, he said the same thing, but it came out different. And we obviously know what happened with him. So we'll just focus on Doug Peterson, but even with the Doug Peterson side of, he says, I want to put guys in a position to be successful, live out their dreams. And I'm paraphrasing, but live out their dreams and be successful, get money, you know, the, the, this is the problem that we need. We this, this is the big problem that Jacksonville needs. They need to have the problem of when free agency comes every year, they're deciding who they want to pay. Because when you, when you have a problem like that, that's good trouble. Good trouble is we got so many people that are so good. We got to prioritize who the hell we're going to pay, and we're going to let some good people go. But you can't let good people go thinking that they're bad because the team is bad and they haven't earned any success. And then they go somewhere else and they're good players. A la Allen Robinson. That can't happen. A la Yannick Ngakwe who got traded. A la Jalen Ramsey who's playing in the Super Bowl. We need to be a place where guys want to stay here and guys who want to stay here. I think people do athletes a disservice when they think, Oh, they just want to be in a bigger city. You know, they got private planes football season, ain't but 17 weeks in the regular season and another two months before that, they can be wherever they want to be for half the year, right? You know that, right? You know when they were winning back in the day, 
uh, Keenan McCardell and Tony Bra- Tony Braggs had a farm somewhere in Texas. Those dudes weren't here most of the time in the offseason unless they had to be. You can be anywhere you want to be. You know that, right? Okay, just checking. Because there are a lot of players that are from Jacksonville that are always in Jacksonville because they want to be here in the offseason. They've been that way forever, but they play somewhere else. They didn't play here. So you can always be where you want to be. You know, you're a 45-minute plane ride from South Beach uh, when you play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, so guys can be where they want to be. The thing is, is folks want to be where there's competence in the organization and where there's winning. One thing about these dudes, man, most of them been winning their whole life. And the one thing that we don't understand, especially if you watch TV early in the morning on the networks, guys don't get it. They're yoked differently than you are. When you're not around, when fans and media people aren't around, they're around each other. You know what happens? They get poked in the eye. Aha, y'all sorry, we beat you. That stuff bothers alpha athletes. It eats them up. It absolutely eats them up. And folks think that these guys are just driven by money. Let me explain something to you. I've seen an athlete who made more money than other guys who wasn't good. You know what they do? They pick at it. (laughs) They paying you all that money. You sorry as hell. You shouldn't be making all that money. All you got to do is pay attention to what's been going on on the internet. And you guys will understand the kind of people I'm talking about. Go watch YouTube. You know what I'm talking about. Dudes that wasn't even making as much money as some people picked their people their whole careers because they make money. All those guys care about is winning. And when you can win, when you can win, they'll stay. Trust me, they'll stay. Speaking of winning, somebody's playing a big game this week and there's two teams. One of them's going to win, one of them's going to lose. One of them, Nobody's going to remember that one of them lost. The other one, everybody's going to remember forever that they won. And they're going to remember those players too. I'm going to discuss that and tie this in with the Hall of Fame and make a bold prediction for you guys. I really don't like doing it, especially when I don't have any eggs in the basket. But tell you what, I'm going to do it for you today here on the Friday edition of Locked on Jaguars. You guys stand by. After I tell you about Built Bar, listen, man, Built Bar is what it is. And what it is is the best taste of protein bar on the market, bar none. My personal favorite is the salty caramel. I've had people sending me pictures of all the different flavors and saying, hey, man, this stuff works. Tell Built Bar from us that the marketing works. You mentioned on the, on the, on, on the podcast. Oh, that's fine. And, and, yeah, they pay us. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about what you're getting as a customer. And what you're getting as a consumer is basically a candy bar that's not bad for you. And you got a whole bunch of different alternatives in terms of what flavor you want. And if you don't want to eat a candy bar, how about the puffs, man? The puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy, if that's a word, but it's on this paper, so I'm going to say it. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. You heard me? Did you hear what I said? They're a treat. They won't trick you, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony. I'm just... Ooh, I'm just cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Don't that sound so good? Yeah, it does. Those are going to be your new favorites. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 powerful grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. All right, man. So here's what you do I need you to go to built.com, right? Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart to verify what I just said. And then make sure you order some built bars or the puffs. And then shoot me a message on on Twitter and let me know what your favorites are. Also, check out uh, at bar underscore built. That's uh, the Twitter site for built bars. So you guys can check out all the latest information 
from Built Bars. That's right. Built Bars, 100% covered in real chocolate, and ain't nothing fake about that. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, third final segment is big game weekend. Let my man Tony Wiggins tell you what happened. We were talking about success and we were talking about players getting uh, noticed and, 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 and guys uh, getting their flowers uh, at the end of their careers. There are a couple of guys that are already, in my opinion, going to be getting their flowers at the end of their careers, probably more than a couple. But, you know, Jalen's young, but he's on his way to, to being that. I know y'all don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. Uh, for the Rams, though, Vaughn Miller is, if he stops playing, if, if he says he, if he retires and doesn't play Sunday, Vaughn Miller is a Hall of Famer. First ballot with a bullet. So is Aaron Donald. In fact, I think in this era, now this doesn't include the Ray Lewis, Ed Reed era, uh, with what I'm about to say about them, but uh, in this in this era, which is the last decade or so, 10, 12 years or whatever, uh, in their primes, I believe Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and J.J. Watt are the three best players from this, this era. And like I said, it doesn't include the one prior to this that included uh, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, a few other guys that I can't mention off the top of my head, but these guys are on that level. Another title, another title may take two of those guys, Aaron uh, Aaron Donald and Von Miller, to another level. And what that level is, is that's a whole other room. That is top 10 players of all time on defense regardless of era. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Top 10 players of all time on defense, regardless of era. If Aaron Donald gets three sacks in this game, wins the MVP and they win, he's going to go to a a higher level than that. And you know what that level is? Five best modern players uh, on defense in NFL history. I tell you four of them all right now at the top of my head. The, the other four guys. Lawrence Taylor, and not in order, Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, Bruce Smith, Deion Sanders. If Aaron Donald, still with years left in his career, has two, three sacks, is disruptive, he's just the dude that they can't block, and they win, and he wins the MVP, I'm telling you right now, he will elevate, he will teleport above J.J. White if he ain't already, and Von Miller, and he will now be sitting at that table if they were to have a banquet. He would be sitting at that table with the four guys I just mentioned and maybe Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. But I even think that there's a chance because of where he is and the fact that he can absolutely disrupt every single play and cause sacks that he even goes up a notch and hangs around Reggie White and probably, yeah. But that other level now is good. That that Warren Sapp, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, I'm not knocking at Troy Palomalu. I'm not knocking that at all. But what I'm saying is he has a chance to go 
to a little bit of another stratosphere. Um, young legends. Of course, we talk about Joe Burrow, man. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup. These guys could really – Odell. Odell could put – he could really solidify himself as the mistake that other organizations made because they didn't read him correctly. All right? It's not that they had him doing the wrong thing. It's just that they didn't have him doing the right thing. He's another guy that could totally change the way people view him in the rest of his career. He can probably get paid next year, too, if he wants to go somewhere else or if he wants to stay in L.A. either one. But my thing is this. This game can be a changer for a lot of people. Joe Mixon. It could be a game changer for Joe Mixon. All right? Um, one of these coaches is going to go down as a Super Bowl winner, either Zach Taylor. All right? Now, if Zach Taylor wins, he's a young wonder kid. If Sean McVay wins, he finally got one to solidify and give him that stamp that everyone has already put on him anyway. If Sean McVay loses, he now becomes the guy who can't – he's like the modern-day Dan Reeves. He becomes the guy, the late, great Dan Reeves, Shout out to him and his family. Look, a lot of narratives can be put out there. So what do I think is going to happen? One, I think we're going to have a good game. I do believe that they're going to try to get the ball. They they be in Cincinnati going to try to get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands real quick. So if that becomes the situation, now you got to watch out for guys like Jalen jumping routes. The one thing that you have when you have a good pass rush is, you know, you probably don't have to cover as long. But that could be dangerous because just like against Tampa, the little double move can get you if the rush doesn't get there and, and you get complacent, you can get beat. I want to see how long they leave or how much they put Jalen Ramsey on uh, Jamar Chase. And the reason why I want to see that is because I don't know if corner is that position where you can turn it on or off, on and off or not. And Jalen spent a lot of time off the ball playing the star position this year and I think it's, it's probably you're expecting a lot of a guy who hasn't had like a ton of reps playing press corner off and on with that competition each and every time. So we're going to see. Um, you don't usually beat Jalen Ramsey with bully ball. And Jamar Chase is a bully ball guy, even though he's a good route runner too. But he's a bully ball guy. And I think both of those guys are best when the ball is in the air. So we'll see how that plays out. One of my keys is Joe Mixon. If they're able to run the football and keep the Rams offense off the, on the sideline, if the Bengals are able to have long, sustained drives where they continue to get first downs by using Joe Mixon, throwing the ball to T. Higgins, catching Boyd out in the flat, this could be a long day for the Rams because then every time the Rams get the ball, they're going to have to make sure that they uh, make a golden opportunity or, or you know, or, or make it a golden opportunity and, and score because if they have less chances because of the running game and the short passing game, the short, quick passing game, and Joe Burrow's mobility, that's going to be an issue for the Rams. With the Rams, can't make mistakes and turn the ball over. You can't allow not necessarily bad passes, but tip balls, balls that pop off a guy's hands and give a short field to the Bengals. You just can't have it. You can't have it. The Rams are a team that's predicated on making big plays to their wide receivers. The Bengals' defense has been bend but don't break, and then has they've been able to juke it up in key moments and 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 and. It, come through uh, and, and stop people in the second half to give that offense time to just keep chugging away at it. I think it's going to be an interesting, interesting game. I don't think the team that gets out front early necessarily wins. I do believe both of these teams could come back, but I'm going to give the advantage to somebody. And that advantage is going to be the team playing 
in their home stadium. I'm going to say that the Rams win a great football game, 37-34. That's what I'm going. And I kept talking about defense. People are going to get lit up. I think it's going to be a game full of big plays. I do believe, now this is for all of you guys with these exotics, I do believe the Rams score on special teams. How about that? All right. So 37, 34, Rams win the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford gets the MVP, not Aaron Donald. And uh, it changes his career also. What will change your career? You don't believe me? You need to go listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling because they give it to you. They're going to have more information for this than I will. They'll give you all of the little tidbits and all of the things that you need to figure out what it is you need to do this Sunday in terms of making your bets. I want you guys to make sure you come back and tune in with me on Monday as we return with Locked on Jaguars. Remember, it's your team every day, your first listen. Make sure you like and subscribe and hit the YouTube. Good luck watching the big game. Enjoy spending time with your family and your loved ones and eating some chicken and drinking some brew. And enjoy yourself. Everybody be safe. Continue to take care of each other. And we'll see you Monday here on Locked on Jaguar. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.